In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. My voice is not so hot, but I'm doing the best I can. I'm reading from Luke 3, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, Luke is the only one to tell us that the baptism that Jesus was praying the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. So we see the Trinity at the baptism of the Lord. We see the dove, which is the Holy Spirit, the voice, which is the Father, and Jesus who is being baptized, the glorious Trinity, one God in three divine persons. I'm now looking at Luke 4, 14. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, returned to Galilee. I won't tell you that's what God wants to do with you and me. He wants to fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need that baptism of the Spirit. If we want to do ministry, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. Oh, yes. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and the report about him spread through all the surrounding country. Oh, yes, they were talking about the healings that he did in Capernaum, about the man that was before him that was lowered down through the roof, and he healed the crippled man and forgave his sins. So the people in Galilee, the Galilee region, are hearing all that Jesus did throughout the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues, and was praised by everyone. Not for long. Not for long. He's not going to be praised for long. You want to know why? He's going to tell them the truth. I'm going to tell you, people are afraid of the truth. What truth is he going to tell them? Well, you're going to see now. When he came to Nazareth, that was his own hometown, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. So Jesus, when he was home, went to the synagogue on Saturday, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given him. As a matter of fact, it was Isaiah 61. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me 
to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Do you know that the spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus? Do you know that that same spirit wants to be on you so that you would be anointed to bring good news to the poor? Oh, yes, not only on Jesus, but on you. He sent you to proclaim release to the captives by the power of the Holy Spirit and recovery of sight to the blind. You say, but I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can do these things. It's not only for Jesus, it's for his people. Oh, yes. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, that was the jubilee year. You know what that meant? The jubilee year, all debts were forgiven. We need that kind of a jubilee year in the United States. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Now, some people say where he sat was where the Messiah's seat was vacant, but he sat in the Messiah's seat. That's what some people say. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Today he has anointed me to bring good news. Today he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Today recovery of sight to the blind. Today to set the oppressed free. Today to proclaim a year of favor. I'm telling you, it's for you too. Today, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Today, he has anointed you to bring good news to the poor. Today, he has sent you to proclaim release to the captives. Today, he has sent you to recover the sight to the blind. Today, he has let you go, let you set the oppressed free. Today, he wants you to proclaim a year of favor. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless, you will quote me the proverb, physician, heal yourself. And you will do the things that we, why don't you do the things? Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard that you did in Capernaum, healing the sick, healing Simon's mother-in-law. Oh, yes, healing the paralytic. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. Well, I can tell you that's true by my life. Wherever I went, I was not accepted as I preached the word of God. No prophet is accepted in his own hometown. The things we have heard you do in Capernaum, do here. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted 
in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them, not the Jewish people, except to a widow at Zarephath, someone who was not Jewish, a Gentile, in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian, another Gentile. And when they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They were filled with rage. He's saying that God has chosen the Gentiles. And they drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their own town was built so that they might hurl him over the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. Oh, yes. He said that God chose the Gentiles ahead of the Jewish people by Elijah and by Elisha. The two people they were sent to were not Jewish people. They were Gentiles. So I tell you today, God has something for the Jewish people as well as for you and I, the Gentiles. A Gentile is anyone who is not Jewish. I am a Gentile. But you know what? I have been filled by the grace of God with the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants for you, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He went down to Capernaum, a city in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. He spoke with authority. How many of us who preach the word of God speak with authority? I don't know. I don't think many. I don't think many speak with authority. There is one way into the Father's house. And that's through the blood of Jesus. With authority I speak. Through the cross of Jesus. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know that today? I'm not compromising. They were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? The devil knew him. Oh, yes, the devil knew him. He is the Son of God. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. The devil is proclaiming these things. But you know what? Jesus does not want any PR work from demons. He wants the PR work from you and me, the church. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Shut up and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down before them, he came out of him, without having done him any harm. They were all amazed and kept saying to one another, 
What kind of utterance is this? For with authority and power, he commands unclean spirits, and out they come. Do you have that authority? He's given it to you. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's given you that authority. But I'm going to tell you, authority is like muscles. When you don't use it, you lose it. When you don't use the authority, you lose it. And the authority is not that I would be built up. The authority is that God's kingdom would come and God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the authority. For with authority and power, he commands unclean spirits and they come out. And the report about him began to reach every place in the region. He casts out demons. Oh, yes. What are the Pharisees going to say? He casts out demons because he is possessed by demons. And Jesus tells us a house divided by itself cannot stand. Verse 38 of chapter 4 of Luke. After leaving the synagogue, he entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. Now, when you had a high fever during the time of Jesus, you died. No antibiotics, no aspirins. She was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him about her. Then he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she ran, she got up and began to serve them. And that's marvelous. She began to serve them. I remember when I was a teacher, a young girl's mother was very sick, and it wasn't, she wasn't getting better with a fever, with antibiotics. And she said, Elizabeth said to me, I went into my room, and I got quiet, and an hour passed. And when I went out, my mother was healed. I said, you were in the presence of God, a sixth grader, 11 years old. She said, I did what you told us to do when we needed God, that we go into a quiet place and be still. That's Elizabeth. I said, don't ever forget that, Elizabeth. It happened. It's real. God was with you. As the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various kinds of diseases, brought them to Jesus. And he laid his hands on each of them and cured them. This is what the church needs to be doing. This is not only Jesus. This is not only the apostles. This is what the church needs to be doing. Laying hands upon the sick and watching them get well. That means you. You're part of the church. You've received faith in baptism. You know, people talk about baptism, but it's not only baptism. It's faith and baptism. Oh, yes, that we believe that Jesus is the Lord, that we believe that he's our Savior and our Lord. Faith and baptism, not only baptism. As the sun was setting, 
all those who were sick with various kinds of diseases brought them to Jesus, and he laid his hands on each of them and cured them. Demons also came out of many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them. It would not allow them to speak because they knew who he was, the Messiah. Do you know he is the Messiah? If you're Jewish, do you know that the Messiah has come? Do you know that he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead? Do you know that there's only one Messiah and his name is Jesus? What's another word for Messiah? Christ, the anointed one. They're all the same. Christ, the anointed one. Verse 42, at daybreak he departed and went to a deserted place. What do you think he's going to do in the deserted place? He's going to pray to the Father for strength. He's going to pray to the Father for peace. He's going to strength, going to pray to the Father for the love that the Father has for him. And the crowds were looking for him. And when they reached him, they wanted to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. In other words, I'm not going to stay around here. I'm going elsewhere to proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, how does he proclaim the kingdom of God? With words that the kingdom has come. And with power, he heals the sick, casts out demons. So he continued proclaiming the message in the synagogues of Judea. Jesus is proclaiming the kingdom of God in the synagogues of Judea. Chapter 5. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and a crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat, because they were pressing him. He couldn't preach. They wanted to touch him. They wanted to be healed. So Jesus gets in the boat. He pushes out the boat a little and preaches from the sea. And they could hear him. Perfect acoustics. Let's continue. Then he sat down by the way of the shore. And he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long and have caught nothing. Why should we be putting out our nets in the deep? We're fishermen and we've got nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down my nets. And he doubted in his mind that they were going to catch anything. 
How do I know that? Well, I'll tell you in a little while. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled the partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Why did he say that? Because he believed that he was going to catch nothing. And look what they caught. Depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. It's so interesting that the fishermen can't even catch fish without the help of Jesus. I'm going to tell you the preacher cannot touch people without the help of the Holy Spirit. Oh, no. It takes the Holy Spirit to touch the people. How our preachers need the Holy Spirit. How I need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who touches people. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. He says that to you today. Do not be afraid. Fear is useless. Just trust Jesus. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. What about you and me? That's our job now, to catch men and women in the nets of God's church by proclaiming the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's our job. That's your job. You say, I'm not a priest. You don't have to be. If you've been baptized and you believe, it's your job to catch people in the net of the church. But by telling them, it's Jesus who saves. It's his cross. It's his burial. It's his resurrection. Do you know that today? That we are saved by the blood of the lamb. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive honor and power and riches forever and ever. Worthy is the Lamb, Jesus, who was slain to receive honor and power and riches and wisdom forever and ever. Amen. Oh, it's all about Jesus, I'll tell you. It's not about Father Tom. It's not about in season. It's about Jesus. Oh, yes. 43 years we've been proclaiming Jesus by the grace of God on the air. And on the 20th of January, it'll be 44 years by the grace of God that we have been preaching Jesus on the airwaves. 
Do you know that today? Do you know that today? It's all about preaching Jesus. It's all about sharing Jesus. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary, because she said, Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. You are called to do the things that Jesus did and is doing. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.